Hello, welcome to Spotlight, beaming like a laser across the island's artistic horizon. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we catch up with the delayed artistic icon of the island's rural art scene. Hear about a happening tomorrow night to mark World Poetry Day 2023. And a fantastic choral event which is going to take place this very weekend at the Villa Marina. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in planning, hoping to create, would really like to put in the spotlight this very programme. Poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, ceramical, literary, mime, anything you fancy if it's artistic. Email me, spotlight at maxradio.com, Kane at maxradio.com and let's get it on the airwaves. You might get more bums on seats. Right, no time to waste. There can't be many people who haven't heard of the Braid Steadford, something of a rural icon which has been going for, I don't know, donkey's years. It's known for being a place where anything goes, and usually does, late nights. Going ahead, come what may, and gallons of tea. But this year, with one eye to the ubiquitous health and safety, the weather got the better of them, and it had to be postponed from its original date to this coming Saturday as Dot Tilbury, who's been attending since, appropriately enough, the year Dot, and this year will be judging, explained to me. Yeah, the snow came um, earlier on and uh, we were all ready to go up and, and go ahead and uh, somebody said if we looked at the car park Saturday morning, we all met at half past nine and there's like three foot of snow in one part of the car park so we couldn't have it and... Um, We've changed it to Saturday the 25th, this coming Saturday, 25th of March, starting at 7.30. Okie dokie. Now, it's it's a name that I think everyone, there can't be many people on the Isle of Man who haven't heard of the Braid of Steadford. There'll be a, perhaps more of a mix of people who have actually been to the Braid of Steadford and know what it's all about. Paint a little picture for, for those who haven't, who are thinking, oh, I might go along, I don't really know what to expect. Well, the most important part of the Braid of Steadford is the supper. <laughs> Always. Always. All homemade cakes, fresh sandwiches, and it's in the interval. So if you just like a good feed, come to the Braid of Steadford and you get free entertainment on top of all that. We've got um, a new judge because, unfortunately, Gareth Moore, was um, in, uh, he's got another engagement. So David Kilgallen is coming along as the musical judge. We've got Wendy McDowell on the piano and myself is doing the literary judging. So um, we start off with a hymn raising, which people wonder what that is, and you just stand up and start singing all things bright and beautiful. And then Wendy Backdale fiddles around on the piano and they look in the hymn book and it's how near you are to the correct key in the uh... hymn book. So it's good fun and it gets everybody warmed up. Everybody can join in and um, then you know, the prize is awarded by the musical judge. We have poetry, we have original poems. You can go up and say a nursery rhyme if you want. Um, we've got musical items, singing, um, duets, quartets. In fact, we'd allow anything. We had folk dancing one year because some little kid had arrived in a folk dancing outfit and um, uh, musical instruments. Of course, the late Eric Goldie used to play the musical saw, yes, which was indeed. a highlight, but sadly, 
Eric has passed on. Um, and um, literally anything goes. We have a quiz in the interval and um, we have a humorous story and we try to make the whole thing very entertaining and everybody welcome. And it, it, you mentioned kids there as well, so it's open to children. It's sort of a family night, is it? If they want to come along mm. as a family. We're, do you know what? We're so flexible. If we haven't got a class, we'll put class on. <laughs> uh, Sounds you know. like the Flower on Produce. Really. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you've got a vegetable they haven't got a class for, they'll make one for you. Yes. <laughs> so everybody's very welcome. There's lots of car parking, and I'm glad to say it's free of snow now. It's um, £5 to get in and you just get a great night's entertainment and um you know it takes a its own it's an immovable feast and, <laughs> and is there an mc is there someone in sort of uh, charge oh yes of course chris lyons um chris has got the important job of um keeping us all under control and chris lyons from the union mills sun school he comes up and uh, looks after us all and a very good job he does as well. <laughs> it's also renowned for... Um, it can go on a bit. It's usually more than an hour or two. I believe it's, it has been known to go on into the wee small hours. But Well, I remember years and years ago when I first started going up to the braid, you actually went to the braid hall to do your piece and then walked down the road and where the Christmas tree at the braid crossroads is, there used to be a little chapel there um, a hall where you had to go for your supper and then you had to walk back up to the hall and I've known to, I've known myself to be going home at two o'clock in the morning but those days are over because you don't have to go down there now we were a bit more um, catering friendly you know you'd be going down there with an umbrella and a force 10 gale but um it's uh, supper served in the interval and while you're having your supper there's a quiz just a righty down one it's not like mm. GCSEO levels or anything and um, then we have the answers to the quiz and then we crack on with the se second half we also have a class called the original poem so if you want to make a four liner up you can go and say that or you can just say a nursery rhyme or whatever anything goes literally anything goes so it's the sort of thing you can might you can maybe pitch up on the evening thinking you're going to watch but end up taking part well, yeah, not not with your arm up your back. We, you know, we try a friendly encouragement, encouragement. is the word. <laughs> yes, and um, you know, I went up there. Um, I'd worked in London for um, a few years, and when I got back home, I'd always done the Steadfords as a child, and they used to be prolific all over the island. And uh, me and the Ellis family from Balagheri used to go in the Dormobile and go to all the Estedfords and we went in every class. It was sort of a rite of passage, you know, to go to Estedfords. And then my Auntie Do Crea, she was a Manx dialect poem lady. And um, when I came back from London, I thought, oh, I'll go to the Braid and have a go at a poem. So I learnt this poem, The Peel Tay Fight. And halfway through, I forgot it of course and it was um so i had very skinny jeans on and the words were down my jeans and i pulled them out and ripped them in half it sounds like and a classic act i know and i thought uh, you know your cheeks start to burn and everything so for some bizarre reason i thought all right if if i make up a poem i'll be able to just read it and that's when i started making poems up and i don't know what made me think that was logic 
but in my mind that was logic and that's when I started writing poems and different things and of course Ian Qualtrough who was the chairman at the time she said she pulled her words out of her knickers and she you know they were all ripped and and um, that was just that that was the start of it all and um, and I'm still here Absolutely. Uh, they still have the spelling bee? There used to be a spelling uh, The spelling bee, yeah. yes, we'll have a spelling yeah. bee if um, anybody wants one. Um, and it's it's quite good fun. Um, I would be doing the spelling bee, so I don't make it too difficult at first so people can stay in a few rounds just so not to be out in the first round. And um, it's a bit friend. It's uh, Do you know, literally anything goes. Terrific stuff. So you can pitch up on the night. So Saturday night, it's been postponed, but it is going ahead. This coming Saturday, 25th. 25th. Doors open, or what time does it start? Uh, it starts at 7.30, so the doors will be open sort of half six, quarter to seven. You can bring a cushion, although we do have carpet samples to put on the chairs, but bring your own cushion if you're you're tender in the nether regions. <laughs> um, it just makes it more comfortable. And then you'll get a nice cup of as much tea as you can drink in the interval. Terrific. And it really is a good, if anybody from across is now living here and they want to see what Manx Entertainment is all about, you're very welcome to come and look at us um, doing what we do best. As Dot said there, there used to be dozens of Steadfords across the island, quite a few of them have gone now. The braid's still there and going strong. Long may it continue. A living link to the old days and the old ways in the Manx countryside. Do go along and support it if you can. You should get home at a reasonable hour these days. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. There may be a few poets in attendance at the braid, of course. Uh, earlier this week, before the braid, was World Poetry Day and the Alabama Poetry Society is marking the day tomorrow evening with the meeting. Uh, Chair Bethany DeLee Runciman came into the Spotlight Studio along with poet and committee member John Paul Butler to tell me more. Yes, yes. World Poetry Day, it aims to promote um, linguistic diversity and expression through poetry. Um, it supports teachers and publishers and poets. Um, we know that poetry emphasises feelings and ideas by using different styles and rhythms, and it can be spoken or written. Um, World Poetry Day was established in 1999 by UNESCO as part of an effort to support creative expression and also endangered languages and it's observed annually on March the 21st but in the Isle of Man Poetry Society this year we are hosting an event on uh, Thursday 23rd of March. Um, we will be at Douglas Library in the downstairs section um, from 7 o'clock to 8.30 o'clock and um, you can come and listen to local poets um, saying um, their poems. Um, there's no theme to World Poetry Day and um, everybody's welcome to come and uh, listen or even if you fancy, if, you, if you're a poet yourself, come along and um, read out uh, some of your poems. Um, we have refreshments and uh, to book a place you just get in touch with me um, and um, yes, that's uh, World Poetry Day. And we were just saying, as we came into the studio, it's amazing how many people do actually write poems you don't know about, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. I think there's a poet in all of us. Um, and uh, 
Uh, I, 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 well, there are many poets on the Isle of Man. I run the Isle of Man Poetry Trail. Um, I have done for many years, and uh, we often find uh, new talent. People who um, th- maybe it's their first poem they've ever written um, come and win the poetry trail. Uh, so it's, um, it's 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 incredible what's out there. Um, I think we need to keep on plugging poetry. Um, it's something that the schools don't seem to do an awful lot at the moment um, and it's it's an easy way really of expressing thoughts and feelings on a piece of paper without having to write a whole novel or you just write you know a paragraph or two um, coming th- from the heart really it doesn't have to rhyme it can rhyme doesn't have to rhyme um, and the Isle of Man Poetry Society is there um, to help support poets uh, we meet once a month um, in the Archibald Knox to um, have a, 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 a session of reading poems um, and it's yeah it's certainly something that needs uh, to be continued. And John what do you get out of writing poem what brought you into it and what do you actually get out of writing poetry? Yeah, I mean, uh, it something means an awful lot to me. I, I started writing when I was 14, um, originally writing songs with uh, one of my friends. And it soon became apparent that I was a lot better at the, the, the words than the music and I got and actually got more enjoyment out of out of doing that. So and it's just really built from there. Um, you know, it's if I can't write, then, you know, it gets me down in a way. So is it a sort of an outlet for feelings or, or for thoughts it, or it for is. frustrations or? Yeah, it's it's it can be an outlet for uh, for your feelings, but it, at the same time, you know, a lot of my ideas, a lot of things come from my sense of humour uh, as well. You know, situation comedy. I'll I'll say a one line quip and then I'll be like, oh, uh, that's a good idea actually. <laughs> I think I might use that one. Do you like the performance aspect as well? Because that's the other thing we sometimes say in poetry. Mm. Some people love writing poetry but some, some of them ne- never actually perform it or they, they really don't like actually performing it in, in a public scenario they love just putting it down maybe for their own amusement do you like the performance side? Yeah absolutely I mean I started um, about 10 years well not 10 years but 2005 I joined Poetry Society and I, I hadn't done any real performance and then I started reading at the meetings and then one of my friends, um, Hazel Tier, runs a open mic session every so often in Douglas. So I started going to that and found that I really enjoyed also the performance side. And it actually does help you with your writing. So when you read something out loud, mm. sometimes you think, oh, that didn't quite sound right. Or on the opposite side, that sounds really good. So it, it, it's actually a good tool for writing, for tweaking and uh editing your your poems as well. Have you got a poem for us today then, seeing as it's World Poetry Day? I certainly have. Excellent. I just so happen to have Have one one up your sleeve. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this one is called In the Chill March Air. In the chill March Air I rose dully awake fallen from dreams back into my feet and from the solitude of winter's confinement broke free as the dawn to see the world again. At first I'd risen so narrowly conscious that I didn't grasp it was actually real, but disorientation soon gave way to these eyes as wide as the morning horizon. In the cool spring blue of the chill March sky, 
The clouds don't freeze with their cold downpours, and I hail March raining over all my senses, putting the joys of spring into each and every step. Lovely stuff, and uh, perfectly timed for the time of year. Uh, mm -hmm. Thanks very much for that. Just finally, Bethany, if anyone's uh, thinking, oh, well, I wouldn't mind going along if they want to get involved with uh, the poetry world and with the poetry group in the island, they just contact you? Or? Yes, yes, contact me. Um, email bethany at manxcat.org.uk. That's all one word, manxcat, with an X in the middle of it. And Or, or phone me or text me on 481792. Always lovely to hear from Bethany. If you're a budding poet, why not go along tomorrow? evening have a listen perhaps be inspired yourself as bethany says we're all poets within from the spoken word to song more precisely choral works there's a wonderful concert this very weekend it's not a bad weekend for artistic happenings it seems it's at the villa marina the isle of man choral society performing three works with one of them being extra special as musical director of the Aldman Choral Society, Mandy Griffin explains. We've gone for a theme of music, music itself for this year's concert. So uh, we're starting with a piece by Finzi called For St. Cecilia. For St. Cecilia, St. Cecilia was the patron saint of music. It's not, not easy to say that, is it? It's not easy to say. Um, and we're following that, uh, Elgar's Music Makers, which is perhaps a more well-known piece, uh, some really familiar tunes of Elgar's in that, which is great. But most excitingly, we have a world premiere by uh, the Isle of Man's very own Ellie Quayle. And she's written a fantastic piece for us called Composer of Life with a uh, text by uh, six-month bard Zoe Cannell. And uh, it follows a journey of choral music through from Gregorian chant right up to the present day. So very excited to give that its world premiere. Terrific. How did this come about? Did, did you approach Ellie or did Ellie approach you or was it neither? I did approach Ellie. Um, she wrote a piece for the Choral Society during one of the lockdowns, uh, which we sang in a brief sort of respite period when we could get together. And it was really great. It was just a short little piece. And uh, when the committee and I were talking about what we could do this year, I said, well, what about asking Ellie to write something for us, something, you know, maybe a little bit more substantial than, or based around that piece that she did and uh, got in touch with Ellie probably about last May, I think. And uh, she was up for it, up for the challenge. So uh, I think it was uh, grew to be something bigger than... Uh, she perhaps had envisaged it was envisaged it was going to be and bigger than I thought it was going to be. But she's created something really fantastic for full orchestra and choir. Wow! And how does this actually sort of work on the practical sides? Because clearly Ellie's written it, but does she? Is the basis of it there written by Ellie, and then you actually sort of put the voices to it, or does actually Ellie herself sort of put down how the various parts in the choir are going to be in the orchestration? How does that work? Mm, Ellie's done all of it. She's done all of it. So she wrote the choir parts with a piano reduction, first of all, for us to get on rehearsing with. And, um, yeah, she's written everything. So she's done all of the orchestration, all of the voice parts. Pretty impressive stuff. And I think lots of us know Ellie from... Um, 
her comedy songs and her her comedy shows. But I think uh, this is a different side of her, the more serious composer side coming through. Oh, definitely. I know she has, like you say, these two strings to her bow. I think she enjoys both of them equally in that she loves doing her Victoria Wood type, you know, wonderful piano and, and very humorous stuff, which are wonderful to watch and very, very funny. But also, again, I know she's a very... Yeah, she is a very serious sort of, like you say, contemporary composer in, in the sort of classical sphere. She is, and it's it's really impressive what she's done. I've been blown away by it, and the choir are really enjoying singing it. And to have charted this journey in all these different styles, there's Gregorian chant, there's Baroque music, classical romantic, and then she's finished with herself, really, bringing it back up to date. Um, to have composed in all those different styles is uh, a real challenge. And, and like I say, I've, I've just been so impressed with what she's produced for us. Has she come along to the rehearsal process or is she just going to be there on the night? She's come along to a few and uh, her her mum and dad uh, are both singing in the choir. So I think they've been reporting back as to how things have been going because I've been getting a few little notes about, oh, could you try that bit a little bit faster or could you make sure this is happening in another bit? But for the most part, she's sort of uh, just let me get on with it, really. Is that a bit nerve-wracking then? Because I always think, I know Ellie's lovely, so she's she's never going to shout whatever. We'll always be very positive, but... If you're doing something where the composer, you're interpreting in as a way a, a composer's work and they're actually there to listen. It is. I think it's a whole uh, new experience for all of us, for the choir and uh, the orchestra mostly. Um, and certainly for me, it's the first time I've done something where the composer's going to be there on the day. So it's very exciting. I think it is. We really want to get it right. We want to get it right for Ellie and we want everyone to sort of hear this fantastic piece that she's created. I know there's a lot of work being going into it. It sounds absolutely fantastic. The two other pieces, I'd say the music makers, people might well have heard of the Elgar piece. Uh, as you say, the, the Finzi, not quite so well known, maybe? Not so well known. It was new to me, actually. I came across it when I was wondering about what to put with the music makers. And uh, there was a a classical music guide and and that came up saying this piece would go very nicely with it so I listened to it really liked it it's about 20 minutes long it's not overly long and um, it's just a joyous celebration really of St Cecilia music singing music making Um, there's lots of bright themes the the brass really feature throughout that Um, and it's uh, yeah a nice little sort of snapshot of of again music and music making and the joy we get from music making and do you normally choose the repertoire for the choir to perform um yes but the there are a committee mm. with the Isle of Man Choral Society so I make suggestions and then the committee approve or or don't those suggestions and, and which way does it go because I was thinking like we were talking about amateur dramatics coming up here and it's a case of sometimes either you can sort of choose a play which you think will suit the the manpower or woman power or, or the, the personnel you've got or the other way around you think I'd really like to do this piece and we'll just do the best with the resources we have it was a little bit of both with this I think we're always thinking about what will the choir enjoy singing because they're there doing it as their hobby uh, first and foremost so so what will the choir enjoy doing but I also this time I wanted to do something a little bit different so not not things that have been done lots of times before which is uh, music makers uh, again well-known some well-known themes but then these these two very new pieces um 
introduced into that as well. So something to give the choir a bit of a challenge as well, get their their, their teeth into, and they've really risen to the risen to the challenge. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's finding that balance too easy, and people get a bit bored mm. and too difficult. And they think, oh, this is just impossible. Yeah, you've got to get that, as you say, challenging the more the more experienced singers without sort of scaring off the the novices, as it were. That's right, yeah. and I think we've just about we've just about got there with with these. They are challenging works, but uh, we're, we're there now, and we're, we're looking forward to this weekend. Splendid. So uh, it is on at the uh, Villa on the 26th of March. Uh, tickets available what, direct from the Villa? Direct from the Villa, yes. Yeah, uh, from the Villa box office, so you can go online or Elgar, Finzi, Quail. What a trio. And, of course, Ellie Quail's piece, A World Premiere. And what a thing to compose a choral work. Amazing. Uh, by the way, we'll hear from Ellie hopefully next week ahead of another concert hers. She's a busy woman, this time highlighting her lighter side that's uh, at the end of the month that's about it for this week don't forget if you want to hear anything again go to manxradio.com download the spotlight podcast listen where you want why not try it whilst pondering where it's time to mow your lawn see you next week we'll catch up with the latest about the easter play festival i promise i think i put it off from this week and as i say we should hear from elia self hopefully look after yourselves whatever you're doing be creative about it cheerio (laughs) 